This ain't like any show you heard before, I can tell you that right now. Come on, you gotta be real. I don't believe that. Yeah, you know I ain't right in the head. Laughter is the best medicine, what can I say? Are you serious? <laughs> I told you. You know that. No way. Oh, you don't want to miss this one. Get ready. Let's get it on. All right, welcome to the next episode of the Open Mic Stereo Podcast. You got the big guy here with you, and actually, I believe this is going to be episode four, and you won't believe the guy that I have here with us today. He really needs no introduction, and I tell you what, as we've been kind of going with this music flow, it's really an amazing thing for me to have a brand new podcast and have a guy like this on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the very astute pleasure of having Mr. Ryan Hiraoka, the man behind the music, Rubber Slipper Productions, on the phone right now. What's up, brother Ryan? How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, awesome, awesome, awesome. I want to take time real quick to say thank you so much for allowing me uh, time out of your busy day. I know that you got a lot going on these days. You're a family man these days. So much has changed since the time we met that uh, it's amazing to be able to talk to you right now and uh, get a little bit from you. So, man, thank you so much. And we'll go ahead and just kind of jump right into it because I know you don't have all day. Um, Let's talk about everything that's been going on. I mean, you started back in what was it 06 07 ish um i started rsp in 2005 wow okay so yeah, it's been quite so it's some been time, a good it's been over a decade <laughs> yeah no kidding okay so 2005 and, and if i'm not mistaken what was the first big hit that i think you that you had come out if i'm not now you could um uh definitely i could be wrong so correct me but was it dedication of love uh, on Kauai, I think that was that was every every island kind of played a, a different song. Like on the Big Island, it was the Big Island Lady song. Right. But right, on right. the outer islands, I think like Kauai played "Dedication of Love." Okay, very cool. And if I'm and if I have that correctly, that part was about 2006 ish. Yeah, I think I think I started RSP in 2005 and I dropped the album a year later. Okay. Very, very cool. So tell me, hey, I know you got new music coming up. We're going to get into that. But just tell me, uh, tell everybody who, you know, has been keeping up with you or who um, has, you know, knows your music real well. What's new with you? I mean, these days you're married. You got kids, I believe. So tell yeah, me everything yeah. what's going on. What's new with you behind the scenes? Adulting. <laughs> just every, everything adulting, you know, just trying to trying to survive in the, the daily grind. Right. And you got to admit, it is definitely... Uh, not it's definitely a lot uh, easier said than done it's not easy to be a parent and, and do everything that you have to do on a daily basis right oh yeah you know you, you, your daily routine ends up be, uh, becoming just just your life yeah yeah definitely now and tell us because i don't think everybody really uh, knows are you doing music a hunt you know full time is that everything you know within you do or do you work on the side as well uh, I have I have a day job. I work for the DOE as a, a autistic um, EA. Wow, really? So I, I help with the SPED uh, program out here wow. on the Big Island. I did, you know, brother. I didn't know that about you. That is incredible because I mean, you got to have a lot of patience. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I was not the greatest student myself, and I definitely had some <laughs> behavioral issues. So let's just say it wasn't easy. But wow, brother, that is incredible. I I didn't know that about you. So that's a huge thing. So okay, so you actually do a lot more than just obviously music, which is really really cool. And uh, you married you you actually got married how long ago now? Oh, 2014. Wow, just a few yeah. years. And you got how many kids now? I got three. Wow, absolutely awesome, man. That is absolutely incredible. So you actually have been doing a lot. You've been very busy with everything that's going on in life. And let's talk about uh, music, man. I know 
that you have you are continuing to put out more music you know what seems to be quite uh often i would say is that correct i mean you got kids coming yeah out I, I you know i i stepped away from the album format with with the digital world now everything's like uh sporadic in your face and your mo- in the moment so I, I jumped over to singles and so what i what i've been doing now is with singles it's easier to stay relevant because you know if, if you put out a single and it flops you just put out another single if you put out an album and it flops you got to wait another year or so to, to even create another album to try right. again yeah right that's definitely the uh the big picture behind all of that now uh tell me this uh when and how did you get started in music what was your starting point or what got you started um seventh grade band um <laughs> okay. in mr washburn's class in honaka um, at the time was intermediate school uh-huh. um, and I had his program all the way through high school by I, I picked up the bass in his class and by ninth grade we were doing blues gigs wow. <laughs> with me and two friends <laughs> uh, me and my uh, my friend that just passed away John Hart was a guitar player oh. one of the baddest guitar players around and then um, my drummer friend uh, Kamako Asing um, Grammy Award winning Kamako Asing I was produced, just gonna uh, say I Kalani know that name. album Wow. Yeah. So us, the three of us, we, we, we toured all over the island uh, from ninth grade when, before we could really drive legally. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's absolutely awesome. So you've been involved with some major names and major players within the industry for quite some time. Actually, back in those days, from to be real, you've been playing with everybody, actually, it seems. Yeah. You know, well, I, we had our blues, our blues band. And then uh, eventually we hooked up with our other friends and, and I started a reggae band uh, called Kaneo Kaleo. Uh-huh. And that that band is kind of what launched all of our careers because we um, linked up with Uncle Danny Kennedy from Manao Company, and in high school we'd open up for all the big acts like Fiji, Manao Company, Three wow. Plus, Pati, you know. And and from there it just snowballed into where when I graduated, then I became a bass player for Damon Williams because we opened up for him with our band, and then eventually I just became his bass player, and then so on and so on. You know, just whoever I, wherever I was, I play with somebody that was relevant. Wow, that's incredible! And I know that you're you're doing a lot of feature stuff on different artists' tracks. It seems over the last what did it say, maybe five years, you've been featured on a lot of different um, who I would say are uh, icons within the music. If I'm not mistaken, you did something kind of recent with uh, some uh, brother Walter. Yeah, actually, I produced all his new stuff. Everything that came out since his song walk away that was the first song i wrote for him and then with everything since then i've, I've written and produced wow so you're actually uh, a lot on the uh, producing side too as well you're not just the artist side yeah i, I do i do all the background I, I i'm pretty much a one-stop you know i just right. just come for production I, I write you a song i produce it we put it out on my label i publish it you know all, all of the above yeah Wow, that's actually really incredible. Like you said, a one-stop shop, which these days everybody is looking for, and that is always uh, an amazing thing to be able to do. So that's actually really incredible. Cool. That I didn't realize there's so much that I'm learning right here and right now in all of this. Now, tell me, who are your favorite artists? What, who do you listen to? I mean, when you get the opportunity to listen to music just for leisure and fun, who do you listen to? What are your favorite artists that you like? And, you know, where do you get your inspiration from? Um, honestly, I, I only listen to a handful of artists on, on a regular basis and it always comes back to Bob Marley, Okay, you know, for one, uh-huh. um, Gregory Isaacs, you know, the, the two classic reggae right, artists right, right. 
and then from there you know i just i kind of like listen to the current pop stuff you know not not all of it but like if something catches my ear you know i'll, I'll play that on repeat right um, right, right okay you know it's it, there's not really one artist in in today's world as much as just i like a song or i like a production and then i kind of just you know gravitate towards it you right. know um and like for instance like like demi lovato's killing it right now oh yeah you know, her pr- her production's super fat you know that's that's things that i listen for is like wow that that that's you know you you got a fat production over a, a singer that can actually sing right you know it's just right. a great combination um and then you get you know simp- like i listen to a lot of country artists right now um mary morris is really jumping out at me like just how good of a songwriter she is in production wise you know simple but it's it's awesome you know right right and you know uh we were talking about this me you and i before the show and that is why i really love your music i've been listening to you from the very beginning and i have a lot of your music in my library and back when i was on the air with a radio station here uh during morning drive we used to play a lot of it and one of the things and i would say the number one thing that stuck out to me was that you seem to under have a greater understanding than I guess maybe the average and that might not be the best way to put it but it seems like you have a little bit more of an understanding on the standpoint that there is much more to music than just putting out a song and it being popular because as we were talking earlier my thing now is that it seems like the industry is very is very tough in a lot of ways and that a lot of people are putting out music but it has maybe a negative connotation or you know it might be singing about stuff that really isn't i guess what i would say is going to be i guess a positive thing i mean it seems like music and it really is true i think that music is so popular music is one of the most influential things in the world today and with that said it seems like you put things out and it's just you know because it's popular or because it sells whereas you put out music like let's say uh let's talk about uh live uh every day every girl uh if i all of these different hit tracks that talk about a bigger picture and to me that is really what is important i mean do you feel the same way as far as like you know do you feel like you have a responsibility to society and the public with what you put out as far as music is concerned and did that just happen by chance that you have the bigger picture behind music or is that how you've always been um no it's it's by design i mean you know if you if you look at it from a historical standpoint music and and art have always been the the one thing that that historians look back and find is is music and art um you know i i, I took um a history class well actually i'm a music major from manoa so uh-huh. we had i took a music history class and and the first documented music came from the church um and it was uh, gregorian chant and all that stuff and and when you look back historically music and art tell the story of that time and the generation and that era of whatever was relevant whatever was important and happening in that era i mean i mean if you look at like hula and chant um you know it tells the stories of that that age you know the 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 stories about gods and and all that stuff uh-huh. so in today's world you know i think you, if you, you can look at our school systems and you can look at how the lack of support for the arts uh the lack of support for musical classes and, and, right. and things like that it, it it really shows you where our generation is at not 
seeing that picture of how important music and art is to um, just our, our historical, you know, fingerprint on this on this whole world, where where if you're not saying something, your your songs don't say something, then why say anything at all, right? You know. So my my thought process every time I write a song is, you know, there I write songs that are for entertainment, you know, strictly for entertainment. But then I most of my my thought process of when I write a song is what am I trying to say right before before anything else you know so so like i said by design it's it's i'm trying to hit a nerve you know like and i, I really learned that from listening to a lot of like bob marley stuff is that you know the, the reason why his music is classic and timeless is because he spoke about something that was important not only to his generation but to generations to come right so if 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 i write a song like um you know live every day uh-huh. 10 years later 20 years later it's still relevant because people can still take the concept of what i'm trying to say and you know attach it to whatever they're going through at that time right right and you really just hit the nail on the head because that song for example live every day like you said it it no matter what year you put it out 20 years from now it's going to be relevant because it talks about something that is still true to every day no matter how many years go by that's amazing you know another one you did uh, that I really really loved right from the beginning is every girl because at the end of the day we all have a mom we all have sisters baby cousins so on and so forth daughters uh, you have kids now and that song really talked about what it really is like and what it really should be like to have that love and that respect for every girl no matter what the background is where they come from you as a man should just have that respect for them automatically it should be a part of every upbringing correct yeah you know like even that like that song you know the i I used to get a lot of flack when i when i first started off with like oh this guy only writes love songs everything's a love song right right but back to that timeless thing is that if you know unless you have something to say the love song by default still says something you know where where, you know i i used to listen to a lot of rap music and stuff like that i don't as much now but you know like the message never was positive it was always you know a grungier tone of of moral where where when i write my music i try to keep that that porno aspect to it right like you know um why would you sing about something that isn't Pono, basically? Because you're you're sharing this influence or this message to whoever is listening, whether it's a young girl, you know, older person, whatever. But you want to be able to influence them positively rather than negatively, right? Right. It's what it is. Is it's more than music, really. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, and it's really really cool. I gotta say to hear your uh, firsthand perspective on all of this because it really brings home what you do as far as your music is concerned and where you get your influences from and what you're aiming to do. Because, like you said, you know, there's kids that are that are loving your music. There's kids that are listening to this stuff, and if you are putting something out that has that is negative in connotation and talking about things that are really, you know, not of a positive nature then really that's what they learn or what they inherit in a way because it's the influence that they're given, which is, 
you know, really a powerful thing, like you said. So that's absolutely incredible. And I'm, I'm really, really glad that you are bringing all of this up because it really does uh, have a place in the forefront of what music is today. Like you said, there's just so much going on and so much uh, happening within the music world that there really is a responsibility to artists to be able to put those kinds of things out. Now, tell me about a couple of other things that uh, are going on because you have put out new music that is um, happening on a, I guess, like you said, you're putting out so much music now. Tell me about uh, music like um, No Other Place because that's a new one. Perfectly Imperfect, I know, has been out for a little bit. Uh, Best Part of Me, Plant a Seed Today. I mean, uh, some of those are a little bit older than the others, but you've put out new music. And if I'm not mistaken, you just put out your newest track within the last day or two. And yeah, the timing was pretty pretty cool that yeah. um, it just came out, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I got a new song called Back in Love that's... Um, more of my like you know when i first came out everything was reggae island island reggae hawaiian reggae jawaiian whatever you want to call it but right that is hawaii's pop sound and if you wanted to be relevant in hawaii you had to do the hawaiian pop sound which was that island reggae uh-huh. which i love which i love to do but at, at, at the the core of what i like to do is is it roots in r&b like i really love r&b music with like a country a country lyrical tone to it you know like right. something that speaks about something lyrically clever but over r&b type of beat so that's this new song is kind of more of that um r&b flavor acoustic r&b flavor where you know that's that's where my 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 passion is at as far as creating you know so it's it's nice because now that uh, i've kind of stepped away from chasing the radio because now with with the digital market you know everything's streaming right um you know you basically have online radio which is more on demand like you don't have to listen to what the radio told you was a good song or not right, right. and your with, artistry with, and your um your audience if you will just got that much bigger right Right, yeah. So, so like on Spotify, for instance, I've got almost twenty thousand monthly listeners. So that means, you know, you got you got close to thirty thousand people at, at listening to you a month. I mean, wow. which, that's your that's your own audience. That's not the radio's audience. Oh, that's, that's incredible. That's Spotify. So yeah, so that's Spotify's core listenership is is a group of of twenty thousand people, just about. So that just you know, and, and it only grows because as more people use the service and the more people that find your music on there through online radio uh, formats you just grow i mean i mean unless you start stop making music you know like um it doesn't really you know shrink you know because your core listenership will always be your core listenership right 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 exactly so the, the cool thing with with that is now i can put out a song without some program director telling me oh it's not the right time or i just got all these submissions i can't put your stuff out because it's not as good as so and so's you know right it, it, it really it gives you just an artist more freedom to do direct you know connection with your listeners rather than depending on the, a middleman you know i know i love radio i love i love all the stations that support us because you know it, it, it takes it they have they had their you know audience of their own but when you have a, a a streaming service, it's it's your core audience. It's people that go out of their way to listen to you, rather than 
you know, that's what's on, on your car stereo, right? Right, exactly. Totally. I totally get what you're saying. It's amazing to me to think that, you know, music has evolved so much just within the short time that, you know, you and I have even known each other. And that is, you know, I kind of think about it. it. It's in a way I see the positive and with everything that you've said uh, here recently, just within the show is that, you know, it gives me a better perspective of how things are going from the artist side. And really, I'm not going to lie, man, I really miss, I miss the days that we were able to go down to the music store and we were able to buy the actual physical disc and we were able to sit there and get and open the, the pamphlet that had the liner notes in there. We got to read everything about you because it felt like at that time when you could do that, it felt like you owned a piece of the artist. Like you got to meet the yeah, artist. Yeah, it was a, it's a physical product. So the, 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 like, yeah, when I first started, you know, Borders and Tower Records and all the, you know, the chain stores right. was your, that was the way you sold music. You had to have a physical product put in a physical store and people would come down and everybody would fight for shelf space and right. hopefully you got on the headset so people could actually hear the music like in realistically the way you sold music before was by who your guest artist was and and hope they had a large enough reputation to give you as a new artist some weight right. um either that or you had you got in the headphones so people could actually hear the product or the biggest seller of it all was how nice your cover was you know, there is something to be said about that. You're right. If you had a great graphic designer that could do some amazing things, then at the end of the day, that was a huge, huge selling point just on the visual yeah. aspect alone. And and, and that the, the reason why was was psychologically people would think, well, if they spent you know this much effort on the on the cover, imagine what the music sounds like. Right. Totally it was, right. It's just something that happens in your head that goes, wow. Like if you saw like a blank cover and it just had a name on it, you wouldn't even give it the time of day unless you knew who the artist was. But as a new artist, you know, you had to be a little flashy. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of funny you bring that up because actually I remember uh, a point where this actually happened. I was a kid and I was walking through, I believe it was the Costula store here on Kauai. And this was years ago. I mean, probably more than... Uh, definitely more than 20 years ago. And I remember picking up the Ho'aikane CD Bulletproof. And if you've ever seen the cover of that thing, you know as a kid, I wasn't walking out of that store without it. I was going to scream and cry yeah. because that album cover happened to be that... It was so cool at the yeah, time. It was so I mean, cool. even in today's today's era, that would still be a cool cover, you know? Right. Versus, versus a bunch of uncles on the front with their you know just their pictures it just it just sold that image of like wow this band is so cool right but you know, like it was you a said, smart though, marketing move exactly but like you said and it really brings it home and it really is so true is that you know these days you gotta you know you gotta really pay attention because at the end of the day it very well could be a simple white cover with a little bit of words naming the artist and the uh, title of the album and it totally could be one of the greatest albums ever put out. And you would just never know unless you actually took the time to listen to it. It's yep, really exactly. one of those things. It's wow. It's amazing. And see the thing, the singing with like from that um, model, uh -huh. what happened like for, for my, my experience anyway, when I first came out, it was, you know, I, I fresh out of college. I had all these songs. So we, you know, we produced the songs up, got the, the physical product. Then it was like, okay, you know, we got to, 
get a distributor because you couldn't get in the stores by yourself. You had to go through a distributor. Right. Um, so they would, you know, come in and say, okay, hey, we're, we're going to get you in stores. But now you got to print X amount of CDs, you know, how many thousands of CDs. And you might not sell any of them, but you just came out of pocket to go pay for all those CDs to be printed. Right, right. And it actually, you know, if you had a flop, it cost you money to put out an album rather than make money. Right. And that's Where very true. In, in, uh, in today's world, it costs you about 10 bucks to put a single out and you there's no product there's nothing you have to pay for besides that 10 bucks like it's a it's an everlasting computer file in the cloud somewhere you know right right <laughs> right so that's one of the benefits of being an artist today putting out music is that things have changed so much within the game that it has become a lot easier a lot more and maybe easier isn't the term but it's just become a lot less middleman type-ish kind of deal so that you can control a lot more things on your end directly right yeah you know i, I talked to a lot of um people that's been in the game longer than i have and the one thing that i keep seeing with all these other artists is they they're so used to the old model that a lot of them couldn't jump to this new model that we have now that right. they have no concept of you know like in their mind is well we used to make this many dollars back in the day and now, you know, it's a lot less in the sense of per song that, or per album that you, that you sell. You know, with streaming, it's like half a cent, sometimes half a half a cent, right? you know, per stream. <laughs> but what my, what I've embraced is, is this this different mindset. I've, I've taken it. You used to make X amount of dollars, but you also had to pay out X amount of dollars. So even though you, you think you got all this money, you also had to pay out a whole lot of money. Right. Where now... You can basically put out the same music for free or, or at a very, very low cost. And everything that you get is profit. There's no overhead costs where, you know, try go print 10,000 CDs. Right, exactly. You know, and then not sell any of them versus put out, you know, that one-time payment for whatever it costs to put it up on iTunes and make X amount of dollars, you know, profit. Right. You know, it's, it's there's no... There's no stress of, am I going to lose money anymore? Right, right, right. You're not making a huge investment on yeah, something. Yeah, and, that... and with that mindset, it gives you creative freedom because now you can go in the studio and not worry about, am I going to lose money by paying for studio time and for paying for product and product placement? You know, and it's it's way less stressful to put out music now because, you know, if you put something out and people don't like it, you just you know, do something else. You don't have to continue to, to beat that same nail over the head, yeah. Right. And that's, you know, an incredible, incredible insight to the business or the industry, you know, from the end of being the producer and the artist. Because, you know, for folks like me who are just a listener, like I was saying earlier, I appreciate being able to buy the CD. But at the end of the day, you want the, you know, you, we want to see more music come out continually and continue to be put out because we have these artists that come out, they put out a great single, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And we don't get to see them anymore. But maybe now with the way technology is going, so much more can happen and so much more uh, will be able to have longevity within the business with everything that's going. So that's really, really cool. Now, I don't want to keep you. I want to make sure that uh, we get this. Uh, we get you off and enjoying the rest of your day. Just to let, let the folks know what is going on with you these days. Is there anything that uh, we is there any way 
or anywhere we can see you uh, performing on any kind of uh, consistent gig or what's going on for you over on the Big Island right now as far as uh, gigs are concerned on a consistent basis and is there any way anybody can uh, see you you know uh, live these days um we definitely you know we're available um if you hit up my website rebelslipperproductions.com or i actually made it easier it's ryanhiroka.com takes you to the same site okay um because i know not everybody can spell <laughs> the, the pigeon you know rubber slipper so yeah. it's ryanhiroka.com it'll take you to my my record label website all right um so what i've been doing now instead of instead of focusing on live because you know having a family and all that it's it's tough to, to tour and all that stuff right. so we still gig live but i've been putting my focus on youtube so uh -huh. i'm doing these like live in the studio singing along to my tracks right um and and, and that that's that's proven beneficial because my market i found most of them are, aren't even in Hawaii. They're actually in the mainland. Like you got all these locals abroad, I guess, or tourists that come here and hear our music and go back home and, and want to listen to it at home. So to reach those people, you know, it'd be nearly impossible to tour the country enough to, to reach all of them. Right. So right, I right. put my focus on performing live on studio so that they can still have that experience of, well, that's the guy singing, you know, rather than just hearing the record all the time. You know, so that's that's kind of my new venture is, is trying to get more of my music perform live but recorded on film of course of course of course that is absolutely uh incredible that you're able to do that with today's technology so you know it it um it really just is amazing to be able to talk to you i you know i really want to take the moment and the opportunity to say hey, thank you man because so many things are going on with technology and everything and i think a lot of times we lose focus of what's really important but you are probably the one artist or one of the very few artists that i know of today that are keeping up with the big picture and trying to keep you know i guess the the music to a level that really is something that's going to be for the future and not just here today and to make money you know what i mean yeah, you know, I actually I, I, I took um, the advice of Jason Bloom. He's a big time songwriter. I think he actually lives on Kauai now, oh. uh, but he comes down to the songwriting music festival every year over here on the Big Island. Uh -huh. And it used to be on Kauai and now it's on the Big Island. But he wrote all these hits for like Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. And he, he wrote this one piece uh, article that talks about writing songs for tomorrow write the hits for of tomorrow uh -huh. like if, if you chase what's on the radio today you're just gonna sound like everything else that's out today so you should write songs that you think will hit tomorrow right you know and that's kind of the standpoint that i've been taking lately is is do something different from everybody else you know not just lyrically but also like sonically and and just trying to like that's why this new r&b song is is so um I'm, I'm so happy with it because it's something different it's not a typical local song you know that people would expect it's it's more modern and just you know hopefully it'll influence the next writer or whatever you know right and you know just because we didn't get the chance to talk about it yet uh, very much tell me real quick uh, what the name of that track is and where it is available right now for download uh it's called back in love and it is on all the digital sites okay. um if you want to stream it it's on spotify and actually youtube youtube has become one of the bigger music um you know platforms that most people don't think about but like for me when i hear about a new song the first place i look for it is on youtube because if there's a video or whatever but they also have 
where the distributors send their music to YouTube and they'll make um, a streaming version of it where it's the, the album cover and you can listen to the song uh-huh. for free. You know, so if like, you know, like with Spotify, if you're not a paid member, you got to listen through the whole catalog of right, right, whatever, right, right, you know, right. the artist is putting out. But if you want to hear the specific song, I find that YouTube is a great place because they're still, you know, putting money in the pot the same way that Spotify would. Right. But it's actually more on demand because you can find the particular song you're looking for. Awesome. And then who knows, they might actually have a music video, which is even cooler, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. So that is called Back in Love. That is your newest song that's out right now. It is your first step into the R&B world. And i got to ask, with everything that you've been saying right now, like you, you seem to love it. You think there, there's going to be a lot more to come from Ryan Hiroka as far as R&B is concerned? I mean, uh, definitely. Actually, you know, my the the Hoku Award that I won a few years back that was actually in the R and B category because I I did. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I did um, that that uh, before my last breath album, and it had a you know fighting for love and it had a couple of hit songs that were my you know like on the on the local market. That's right. But most of the album actually was R and B, and and you know, given that radio was the you know predominant way people heard it. They didn't hear the R&B, so that's like you said. Most people don't realize it was an R&B album. Wow, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't uh, make that correlation here before I asked the question, so I apologize for that. But uh, no, no worries. But that just goes to show where today's market is with with format wise versus where we were. Where where in the past, like 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 I tried to do something creative, and it it, it definitely um, you know made some noise with the Hoku. But as far as being heard on an individual basis, like song wise. Most people didn't hear the R&B stuff because there wasn't a format to put it out. Where now, I could have done a whole R&B album and, and my listener, my core listenership would have heard it because the the way streaming works now. Right, right, right. Okay, that's, you know, that is so, so true among everything that's happening right now. It's just amazing. So where can, uh, aside, you said you have your website, RyanHiroka.com it was? Yeah, you can right here com. It takes you to rubberslipperproductions.com. So okay. you'll, you'll see the RSP website, but it's, you know, the same thing. Right. Um, and then I'm on Facebook and uh, YouTube and Instagram. Right. I follow you on Instagram. So for folks who uh, have not yet followed Ryan Hiroka, look him up. He's on Instagram, Facebook, all of the different media uh, platforms. And you can get his music all over the net, all over the different platforms he's available. And uh, Ryan, so folks are okay to hit you up through uh, social media if they want to go ahead and book you for a gig or whatever the case may be? Yeah, definitely. Or you can just send me an email. Um it's on my website, all the contact. Info. Actually, I have a form that you can fill out. It's a lot easier. Okay, perfect, perfect. Ryan, big mahalos from me to you. Thank you so much for allowing me the time to sit down with me and talk. I can't thank you enough, and I really, really appreciate you doing this, man. It's been so many years since I've gotten to see you, and I hope that the next time you're on Kauai, we get a chance to link up and talk story and sit down, and maybe I get lucky enough to have you here in the studio live. What do you think? Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Ah, right on. That's brother Ryan Hiraoka, Rubber Slipper Productions, all the way from the big island of Hawaii. You got the big guy here on the Open Mic Stereo Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, see ya! Thank you for listening to the Open Mic Stereo Podcast. The views and opinions of the host and or guest involved in the production of this show are solely theirs and do not reflect the feelings and or opinions of any person or entity affiliated with this show. Open Mic